Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It is no secret that my top manifesting hack is my daily use of subliminal audios. I mean, mostly because I'm lazy and I get to manifest in my sleep. What a goddamn dream. Who wouldn't love it? Subliminal messaging has been around for years. The Guardian published an article back in 2007 stating that scientists have found that subliminal messages leave a mark on the brain. And that's why everyone from Apple to Coca-Cola have infamously used it in their advertising campaigns. Subliminal stimuli are any sensory stimuli below a person's threshold for conscious perception, i.e. you think you're just listening to a relaxing piece of music, but boom, there are hundreds, if not thousands, thousands of powerful statements and affirmations beneath the music that you can't hear with your conscious brain. These affirmations can have distinct impacts on people's thoughts and behaviour. Choose from a range including perfect health, wealth and success, beauty and confidence, fertility, weight loss, meet your soulmate, peaceful and present parent, happy kids and so much more. Easily download onto your phone or live stream when exercising, cooking dinner, in the bath or my personal favourite as you go to sleep as part of your daily mindset practice. Go to francescaamber.com to get yours. What up, bitches? Welcome back to Law of Attraction Changed My Life. I am Francesca Amber, your host who is very excited because this week we are talking about something very close to my heart and that is money, bitches, money. Yes, I went on my Instagram and I asked you guys what you would like to hear about in the pod this week and you overwhelmingly, most of you said that you wanted to know about the energy of money, how to attract money, how to be a rich bitch, how to be a wealthy woman and live your best goddamn life. So that's what we're doing today. If you are not following me on Instagram already, what are you doing with your life? I'm at Francesca Amber and at Law of Attraction changed my life. Manifesting money is one of my favorite topics to talk about for a number of reasons. The first being, I am a single mother of three children who is the sole 
breadwinner, whatever you want to call it, like, it's me. It's me paying the fucking bills, okay? And so if you think that money is not one of the most important things in my life, you're smoking crack. Money and my health are the two things that enable me and my family to live a happy, peaceful life. So money is very, very important to me. And number two, the reason I love to talk about money and manifesting money in the law of attraction is because so many so-called manifestations in people's lives are very subjective and very variable. We've all had a friend sit us down and be like, oh my God, you're never going to guess I manifested this thing. And you're like, okay, cool. Like, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sold on this. It might be that they've manifested this dream guy. And when you meet him, you think, what the fuck? Where did she get this guy from? The bottom of the barrel of Tinder? Or, you know, something else that is just a variable outcome. Now, what I love about money is that if you set a money goal and it is significantly more than what you are used to achieving or what you currently have, there ain't no arguing with that shit. Do you know what I mean? Like money doesn't lie. It's either there or it's not. It's arbitrary. It's a number. You cannot fake it. You cannot lie. And that is why I love it. And that's why I want you to start to use the law of attraction to manifest more money into your life. Because if you are looking to increase your belief in the law of attraction, to start to have a little bit more belief in yourself, because of course, this is grown from your past experiences with the law of attraction. If you have had several manifestations come true, then you are more likely to believe in yourself in the future and therefore you can attract more and more. And I think money is a great way to do this because if you set a goal that is outside of your ordinary, that is mind-blowing if you actually achieved it and then you do there's no talking yourself out of it there's no oh did I didn't I it's there in black and white and numbers don't fucking lie babies so here we go let's crack on with your questions because I got quite a lot okay starting with cleaning with Kirsty. she says how do you find out what your money limiting beliefs are oh well, this is a fun part. And this is really where you should be starting with your money mindset journey is identifying your limiting beliefs. Now, a lot of your limiting beliefs will have come from your childhood. These will be the beliefs that your parents put upon you that made you think that either credit cards were wrong and you should never get into debt, or maybe that you should never rent and you can only have a mortgage or that you should be a civil servant or work for the government and have a steady job like a teacher or an accountant. It could be that you think if you don't have a degree that you are not allowed to earn more than a certain amount. You could have a belief that you shouldn't earn too much money or you'll be under desirable to men and it will be hard to find a boyfriend. It could be that you don't feel like you're allowed to earn more than your parents or your partner. There are no limits to the amount of limiting beliefs you can have with money. And if we think back to our early childhood and we start to think of our very first memories to do with money, we'll find that that is a great place to start. You will have some memories come up like like maybe your mum saying that a particular family in the neighbourhood had more money than sense and because they bought a nice house or a nice car that they weren't very nice people. And if we follow that along, we can see that in a lot of movies, particularly children's movies, the rich people in the movie are always depicted as evil, particularly if they are women. And this is something that we really have to work to overcome is this negative images of wealthy women. And this is all in your limiting beliefs work. So identify your limiting beliefs and slowly work through each one 
recognizing why it may not actually be true. My dad is very, very anti-capitalist and he always says that people that have money are evil. But what I know to be true is that I've been poor and I've been rich and I prefer being rich. And since I've had more money, I now always leave big tips for um, waiters when I go out to dinner. Not only that, but I work with my sister and three book club bitches. So people around me, I like to spread that wealth out and share with other people and give people opportunities to work on this exciting podcast. You know what I mean? To be on this exciting journey. I've been able to treat my family to dinners out and take my mum on holidays and pay for things, treat friends. You know, when we go out, I can just pay for the taxi. I can just pay for like a bottle in a club. I don't know, whatever it might be. It's really nice to be able to treat the people in your life. Not only that, but I make charity donations. I never really did that when I didn't have much money because I couldn't afford to. It wasn't something that I prioritized. And so you can start to, through lived experience, understand that as a rich person or as a richer person, you get to actually have a more positive impact on the world and a positive impact on the people around you. It doesn't have to be this negative impact that we've grown up believing. Now, you might be listening to this thinking, I definitely don't have any negative money beliefs. Like, I would love to be rich. I'd love to win the lottery. Give it to me. Oh, I want it. I want it. But you'd be surprised when you actually sit down and start to do the work on your limiting beliefs around money, you would be amazed at how much comes up. A great book to work through these is Rich as Fuck by Amanda Francis and Get Rich Lucky Bitch by Denise Duffield Thomas. And we've done both of these books in the book club. You can go back and listen to them at any time. Nutri Upgrade says, how do you manifest money when you have experienced a financial loss? Well, that only would really affect you if you believe that money is not an infinite source. If you believe that there's a finite amount of money that you're allowed to earn or allowed to have in your lifetime, otherwise it truly doesn't fucking matter. Do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter. Yes, your confidence may be knocked a little bit, but we all have to understand that in order to achieve great things in life and to achieve more success, achieve more money, whatever it might be, we have to try lots of shit. And sometimes these things won't work out. So I always think back on my long, long list of businesses that I've had in my lifetime and some things have worked and some things haven't. Some things have been an absolute hole in my pocket. Like I've spent more money on them than I ever did, like getting money back from it. One would be hair extensions. I went on a training course. I learned how to do hair extensions. I bought loads of hair. I never, ever did it. It was a mistake, but it taught me that I didn't want to do it. And it gets you that one step further along the path of what you really do want to do. So just realizing that money is energy and more can flow to you at any time. And you don't need to see a loss as a reason why you can't now manifest more. Absolutely not. McCallum says, should you save or make life memories? Oh, well, what I would urge you to ask yourself is, why do you need to choose? Why is it either or? When I had less money, I used to feel like it was an either or situation too. I felt like I either could have a beautiful home or I could be a bougie bitch with nice handbags and designer clothes or I could have a really nice car, or I could be the kind of person that travels the world and is a hippie and, you know, doesn't care for material things. But guess what? 
you get to have it all. You don't have to decide between the two. I am somebody who really, really values time with my children, time with my friends, freedom, traveling the world, going to America and getting drunk in a gay strip club. You know, that's my vibe. I live for that shit. But that doesn't mean that I don't then get to have a beautiful home and nice things and enjoy expensive luxuries too. Do you know what I mean? Like you can have both. Now, I would say if you find yourself having lots of money, I would save 100% or not so much save, but make investments. And then I would also make amazing life memories. You can totally have both. You can totally do both. You don't need to limit yourself to one. Imagine if you just saved all of your money and you didn't have any incredible life experiences. What would be the point in that? Shortly after my nan died, I went and got my will done because I found out that if I died, my exes would actually inherit all my money. And I was like, get me down that fucking solicitor's pronto. And I went and did a will. And um, it was really wild seeing all of your money there in black and white. How much money your properties have made, how much money you have in your bank account. And just seeing it there in black and white, you just realise it truly means nothing. Like you can't fucking take it with you. My nan couldn't take hers with her and I wish that she'd spent more on herself. I wish that she had experienced a little more luxury in her life. And so I would say money is there to be spent. However, we do have a duty to our future selves to feel secure and that is going to mean something different for all of us. For me personally, you know, I've got three young children. I am the person providing a home for them. I would never feel comfortable renting, for example. Like I would want to know that I've got a good deposit, that I'm doing a repayment mortgage, not just an interest only. Those are my kind of energetic set points. That's where I feel comfortable. That's kind of like my money code. And so, yeah, do both. You don't have to choose. And so, yes, you get to make investments and be clever with your money and save money and feel secure. But you also get to go and have amazing life experiences too. You don't have to choose. Tropic Skincare with Shelley says, can you still manifest wealth if you don't work? Yes, 100%. Wealth can come to us in an abundance of ways, not just through traditional work. The energy of money is actually completely separate from work. And so many law of attraction teachers like to teach that the less you do, the more you earn. This is like a whole thing and it's so hard to get your head around. And it's something that I'm still trying to work on badly. Um, But it is in no way related really to work. Um, If you think about it, you could inherit money, you could win money, you could be given an opportunity. We just don't know. Recently, Mart at Canny Crystals did a podcast episode about how he manifested the cruise that we went on recently. And it was a great lesson in letting go of the how. And in the law of attraction, no matter what we're trying to manifest, that is truly like the most powerful step is just releasing and surrendering and letting go of the how. He was... I'm going to say obsessed. I'm just going to put it out there. He was obsessed with winning this Beyonce competition on fucking Radio 1 or something where you won this cruise and he was totally like manifesting. Some of us would say manically manifesting, but he was manifesting winning this cruise and he was like imagining himself with the sun on his face and all this kind of stuff. 
and he didn't win. Spoiler alert, he did not win the cruise. But then what happened was a day later or later that day, something wild, I messaged him and said, hey, I've just been gifted this cruise. Do you want to come with me? And he ended up going on a cruise anyway. So that is a great example of not getting fixated on exactly how the money is going to come into you, but just focusing on the energy of money itself. Darcy and Lee says, what is the next big money goal for you? Oh, well, this is really hard, actually, because I feel like I'm currently in the middle of my previous money goals and like spending goals, I guess I could say. So at the moment, I'm undergoing a really big transformation on my house. I'm doing an extension. I'm remodeling the whole downstairs and the garden as well. It's more than I ever thought it would be in the words of Beyonce. Um, I didn't expect to to get my swim spa put in so soon. So getting my home right, because I only moved in like seven months ago, getting my home right is number one expensive, but number two, my priority. So I feel I'm not comfortable making another money goal or another big goal that's going to cost a lot of money until I've kind of got all of that done. But I'm excited for it to happen and to see what's going to happen next. We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans. Each week we talk about the curious things that people do. Fans say it's like hanging out with your funny friends. If you like lighthearted conversation, personal stories, and a hint of psychology, chances are we are discussing something relevant to you, like relationships, dreams, phobias, weddings, work, cults, a hundred topics and counting. Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us, because no matter who you are, we all smell like humans. Please click the link in the show notes. Okay, Victoria McCulloch says, how can we as a couple manifest financial abundance when one person is in a scarcity mindset? So much energy is wasted trying to change my husband's mind. Oh, Victoria, we have all been there. We have all been there. Look, in an ideal world, we all will have sat down before we got into a relationship, before we got into a marriage, certainly, and said, how do you feel about debt? How do you feel about credit cards? How do you feel about negative equity? How do you feel about a lot of liabilities in your life? And you would make sure that you were completely aligned and then you would go forward into that marriage with completely aligned goals. Now, I know that this is not always the fucking case and we quite often find ourselves in a relationship or worse still in a marriage where you are legally bound to that person perhaps even sharing a house. Oh, Lord, that's that's beyond me. I've never been able to do that. But sharing big financial commitments with somebody who has a completely different mindset to you. Or perhaps you both started off in the same place and you've discovered the law of attraction and you've discovered that you're able to change the way that you earn money and how much you're allowed to have. And now it's causing friction between the two of you. The one thing I'll say that's going to save you a lot of heartache and a lot of trouble and a lot of energy is you can't change anybody else. You just can't. It's like a drug addict. You can't make them want to quit. They have to find it on their own. But what you can do is live by example. What you can do is try and 
bring your own vibrations so high, change your own energetic set points of what you allow yourself to earn, change how you allow yourself to earn money and how easy it is for you. And hopefully people will start to in your life and hopefully people in your life will start to see the differences in your life and how you're doing it and they will want a piece of this action. Now, it may be that they never come around to it and you find yourself really, really different and that in itself is an answer. But you just have to live by example. That's all I can say. Okay, somebody whose name I forgot to write down said, what incremental upgrades can I make to feel like a wealthy bitch? So I love incremental upgrades. And there is a big difference between an incremental upgrade and a highly symbolic gesture, which we will get into. So incremental upgrades are items around your house and in your life that make you feel poor. And when you go on a money mindset journey, I have a three week manifesting money wired for wealth workshop on my website. If you're interested, it's at francescaramba.com. One of the things that we do is we go through our lives and we look at anything that makes us feel poor. And this could be something like your front door catching every time you try and open and close it. It could be that you've got a big dent in your car. It could be that your plates are all chipped or your knives and forks look like shit. It could be that your bed sheets are like polyester and not very nice. Whatever it is, you take that small item and you upgrade it to something far more luxurious and far more aspirational. And it's insane, but these small incremental upgrades you make to your life. And the key is these are items that you are using regularly. You are using these all the time. So a lot of people tend to do underwear. A lot of people tend to do anything to do with their bed, a new mattress, new sheets, new pillows. You will start to feel like a wealthy woman purely through these small incremental upgrades. Some of the incremental upgrades I've done recently is I changed all of my bed sheets to the white company. I think it's like the Savoy, which is like the really high thread count Egyptian cotton sheets. And my Lord, when I first got them, I used to actually look forward to going to bed. I felt like I was in a five star hotel. It was fucking glorious. Honestly, incremental upgrades make all the difference. Decide what you want yours to be today. Now, not to be confused with the highly symbolic upgrade. The highly symbolic upgrade is something that you buy to show your intention to the universe that you are ready to go to the next level and you are ready to acclimate into this new level of wealthy bitch. So in the past, the highly symbolic upgrades that I've made or the highly symbolic purchases have been things like hiring a bookkeeper, upgrading to a very good tax accountant, um, buying a desk so that I can have a home office and a space to work from, maybe buying a new laptop, upgrading my microphone. One of my favorite, very highly symbolic token items I bought was when I was making really specific money goals. And this was pounds in the bank. This is what I wanted to see in my business bank account. We had just done two money books back to back in the book club and I was so balls deep into this shit. I was absolutely loving it. And I decided that when my business bank account hit £200,000 that I would get a Cartier gold bangle and on the inside... (laughs) was engraved 200,000. Is that not the most bougie thing you've ever heard? And I fucking live for it. 
Slack Alice Sarah asks, what are the best crystals to help with abundance? So in general, I feel like anything that is green, so green adventuring, green like jade, all this kind of stuff, anything green is always great for manifesting abundance. But the number one for me, oh, and citrine. Citrine is what they call the merchant stone because if you are selling anything, if you have a shop, if you have a physical store or maybe you have a beauty business at home, having that in that space is really great. But my number one that I put in my wealth corner in my home is a great big pyrite. This is otherwise known as fool's gold. And I keep this in my wealth corner and also in my purse. Vicky Takes Pickies says, at your lowest, how did you keep your money vibe high on a day-to-day basis? Well, I think I'm very lucky in that I get some weird perverted satisfaction out of being a little bit scared and feeling like I'm not going to have enough money. Like in the past, (laughs) whenever I found myself in a situation like this where I'm like, oh my God, I need to like, I need to get some money. I would take such delight in it. But I think that's because I'm a natural entrepreneur and I just want to like solve that problem. So if you find yourself being in a real tight spot and you are right at the beginning of your manifesting money journey, you can do really simple things like sell your items on Vinted and eBay. Oh my God. That in itself was almost like an entire business for me in my past life. I did it for other people. I did it for myself. I sold used shoes to perverts. It was a great time. What you have to realise is that when you are at your lowest, you are being given a gift that those of us that are not in our lowest place don't have. We don't have access to it. And that gift is a drive and determination to succeed because your life fucking depends on it. I experienced this in the pandemic, in the lockdown. And as I sat breastfeeding eight week old babies, my little living room with its horrible brown carpet was absolutely filled to the brim with with manifesting boxes. These were the very first item I ever sold like through the podcast, through this audience. And it was because I didn't know what else to fucking do. I had no money coming in. I hadn't had any money coming in for about six months at this point, maybe more. And I just fucking hustled hard. I would take those little babies down to like different stores that were allowed to be open. And I would curate this little collection of manifesting items. For some reason at that time, it was really like popular to have manifesting quotes and positivity quotes on all different items. So I would just buy that stuff up and I would create this little manifesting guide and I would get the boxes and I would put it all together. And I absolutely lived for it. Because when you take physical action, when you are feeling helpless, hopeless, whatever it is, that is very, very powerful. Remember that there is action in law of attraction. So even though those little manifesting boxes didn't end up being the way that I made my money and I made myself financially secure again, it just gave me something to do and gave me a little bit of my power back. So just remember, if you are at your lowest right now and you need to keep your money vibe high, you've been given a gift. You've been given a gift of having that absolute determination and fuck, let's do it today. So make the most of it. We Eastie says, can you give some information about your money manifesting course? I'd love to know more. Yes, I have a three week online workshop, which is at my website, francescaamber.com. And it's something that I created a little while after we had done a lot of manifesting money 
uh, money mindset kind of work in the book club. We did two books back to back, which absolutely changed my life. And a lot of the practices in there really resonated with me. And I started to explore this a lot more. I got very, very passionate about it. I also remember I went out in London recently for my friend's birthday and it was with a lot of people that I'd never met before. And I got very, very drunk. And I think we were doing Kate Northrup's Money, A Love Story at the time. And I get very involved. I get very deep in. And I just kept saying to people like, how much money you got in your bank account? Did you know you can double it? Did you know you can earn whatever you want? Like I was giving TED Talks where I was not being asked. It was such fun for me, maybe not for them. (laughs) So basically, um, if I don't get the opportunity to give you a TED Talk about this in a pub one day, you can do this all online. I have specially curated this course to be three weeks long. And each week you have different lessons and different homework and challenges to do that week. It's very practical. It's very exciting. And it's actually, I'm going to say, it's my best fucking work. I absolutely love it. I think it's an area of my life that I've managed to work really well and manifest really well in. I think that if I was trying to promote a manifesting love workshop, I wouldn't fucking listen to me (laughs) because what do I know? But money, I really have gone from rags to riches in the last two years and I love to share how I've done it. Tracy XOXOB says, how do I reset my energetic set points? I'm always stuck at the same amount every month. Oh, this is a lovely one because I love to talk about energetic set points. So if you have never heard of energetic set points before, basically we are all living our lives with a minimum and a maximum set point of what we allow ourselves to earn or to have. So if we go below it, we totally freak out. And this will be different for everybody. Some people are completely happy couch surfing and getting eviction notices and being, you know, I don't know, maybe £2,000 in their overdraft and having, I don't know, say £30,000 of debt. Like for them, that's their limit. But if they, you know, went any further then they would if they I don't know if they went bankrupt that would be absolutely their limit for other people if they don't have 6 months of their living expenses in their bank account and they don't have their car owned outright or whatever that might be that you know they have a mortgage with at least 25% paid up whatever that is their minimum so we all have our minimums and when i first learned this work I discovered that the minimum that I would allow myself to have in my, sorry, the, yeah, no, we're talking about minimums, aren't we? The minimum that I had in my bank account was like, I would go maybe £10 into my overdraft and then I'd be like, oh, I'm not going to be charged for using my overdraft. Like that was kind of like my minimum. I was happy renting when I first moved to London and I was doing house shares, but I would never have a car on hired purchase or anything. I always had to own my car outright. So that was like my energetic minimums. Now we also, and this may be really hard for some of you to believe, but we also have an energetic maximum. We have a maximum set point, how much we allow ourselves to have, how much abundance we feel comfortable with. And again, you might be listening to this being like, no, Fran, I'm like born to be a fucking wealthy bitch. I want all of the riches. But you say that, but truly we do have to acclimatize to new versions of wealth and new versions of ourselves as wealthy women. I've had to do this several times and the work is real. Like it's fun work, but it's real. So if you think about how much you allow yourself to have 
as an energetic maximum? How much do you ever imagine being able to have? So for me, when I first learned about this work, I realized that the maximum I ever had in my bank account was £3,000. That's the maximum I ever had. The only time that ever changed was in my mid-20s when I was saving up to buy my flat and I managed to save £30,000 for my flat. And again, when I first like bought my house up here in Lincolnshire, um, again, I had to like really save. But that was really like a short term kind of thing. You know, that was like a year of hardcore saving or two years of hardcore saving. Otherwise, I would only really ever allow myself to have £3,000. Anything that went over that, I would then find an expense to spend something on or I would find a way to almost get rid of that excess money. It's so wild. So you gradually do work on your energetic minimums and maximums to change, to physically change them, to raise them. And again, all of this work is detailed in my three-week Manifesting Money workshop. But when you increase these, you constantly have to do this work as you hit new plateaus. So I have done this incrementally over the last few years. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, when I hit 200,000, it didn't really mean anything to me. So I didn't need the 200,000 for anything. I didn't need it to buy anything particularly. It was just to prove a point in my mind that I could do it. Like I couldn't imagine having £200,000 in my bank account. Like my first mortgage for my first flat was £95,000. And I remember having a conversation with my mum and the mortgage advisor saying, should we do it as a 35-year or a 25-year term? Because you know, 35 years, what if in 25 years, I can't pay that mortgage off? Like what if my earning isn't the same? Like that's how small I was thinking. And now here I was with double that entire mortgage amount just sat in my bank account. It was, I just want you to understand how different those two points were for me. Now, just before I started this podcast, I listened to um, like a money podcast trying to sort of get myself into the mindset of this. And something that a lot of money mindset teachers do is they are very open and transparent. I will always remember when Amanda Francis came on my podcast and she's like, yeah, if I earn less than $700,000 in a month, I'm pissed off. And I was like, what? And I just really admired her honesty and I really appreciated it because I think when people talk about manifesting money, you don't know what their situations are. You don't know what, you know, are they talking bullshit? Are they blowing smoke up their own? I don't know. So I love to always be honest with you guys. So since that £200,000 Cartier bracelet, I have bought a house since then. Okay, so I've bought a house I did quite a big deposit. I had to pay a fucking ton in stamp duty because this country is trying to fuck us all which ways. And at the moment, I have hit a plateau in my bank account, in my business bank account. That is, I do feel a bit sick saying this, but I'm going to say it, £315,000. So I have been stuck at three hundred and fifteen for a really long time. And I know it's because I'm so busy being a mum and I'm so busy trying to get the podcast to be the best that it can be and to do the book club to its fullest ability. And, you know, we're not always working on money mindset. Some months we're talking about how to dress for the life you want. Sometimes we're talking about decluttering your home to live your best life and all this kind of stuff. So I don't always give it the attention it deserves. But I know that all I need to do is to set a goal, a specific money goal and say, I now want that to be 400 
and I know it will happen. And what will I do? I'll have to celebrate and get a Cartier bangle <laughs> engraved with 400,000. And to me, there is such beauty in that. And I can understand that for some people listening to this, and maybe even myself a long time ago, if I'd heard this, there would have been something quite grotesque about that and something quite shallow almost. But the celebration gifts to myself, the highly symbolic token items to myself, I don't even really want the bracelet. Like I don't even really care. It's not about that. And it's not about the bouginess of it. It's more about the beautiful storytelling, like the beautiful celebration of like, fucking Alfran, you did it. And you did it through these methods, which you're now sharing with as many other people as you can. Like that to me is like the the amazingness of it. And that's another thing I want to say. If you're listening to this and you are in a shitty little house that you hate or you're in a shitty little job that you hate or your circumstances are shit or you're living with a partner that you feel like you can't leave. Honestly, I have been there. And starting off at that point is such a blessing because when you rise, the discrepancy, the the difference between the two is such a beautiful contrast. If I had just come from a rich family and I had three degrees and, you know, my mum bought me a flat in London and I didn't have to work for anything myself and I never had a fucking sugar daddy who was like three times my age. Oh, um, it wouldn't be as beautiful, this transformation, and it wouldn't be as amazing. So honestly, if you are in a shit place, it truly is a blessing because I'm just excited for you and how far you're going to go. Okay, L Ty says, what other podcasts do you listen to um, in general? Because I really don't really listen to that many Law of Attraction podcasts at all. I listen to a lot of like murder. <laughs> I listen to my favorite murder and stuff. But one money podcast I do listen to is Chill and Prosper by Denise Duffield Thomas. And I really, really enjoy that one. Okay, this podcast is getting very long and I have so many more questions, but I'm just going to choose the last one, which is Megan Jane XX, who asks, what is the best way to manifest a large amount of money? Okay, I love this question because it's honestly one of my favorite things to do. It's become like my life's mission recently. So there are so many things that you can do. The incremental upgrades, looking around at your life at what makes you poor, setting specific money goals, specific targets. But you can also acclimatize to being wealthier incrementally. So not many people go from like, I don't know, £20,000 a year to like a million pounds a year just like that, you know, like it doesn't happen like that. We incrementally become wealthier. And so something that is important is to acclimatize to that new wealthier version of you. And like I said earlier, you might be like, oh, I'm totally fine with being wealthy. But actually, you know, I had to really overcome some limiting beliefs about myself and the way that I acted that was less than wealthy and really kind of acclimatize myself to this new upgraded wealthier version. So acclimatizing yourself to being wealthier in the way that you treat yourself, in the way that you act, what you spend money on, but also by being surrounded by people who talk big numbers. So 
As I said earlier, I really appreciated Amanda Francis's honesty about how much she earned in a month and what was possible for everyone. And there's so many people now online and in the space that are also doing this. I went to a Beauty Growth Academy event where I was speaking a couple of weeks ago. And the owner of that, Alicia, was really honest about how much money she was making in her beauty business. And what's great about that is there's no part to this that is bragging. There's no part to this that is like, guess how much I'm earning. It's like, I'm doing this and you can do it too. And I love that when people in the beauty business, people who are influencers, people who work in any sphere, any area, any industry are sharing how they are able to earn more. So being surrounded by people who are honest, being surrounded by people who talk big numbers, that is going to help you acclimatize to being a wealthier version of yourself. And in turn, you will be able to earn more money and aspire to bigger things. So I have a friend who we mostly just WhatsApp each other and we talk really honestly about really big numbers. And they will say to me, I've just been offered this deal and it's for £300,000 or something and I might be able to pay my mortgage off in a year. And it's like, that's fucking amazing. I really appreciate that friendship and I appreciate that honesty because if you have grown up around people who have a scarcity mindset and I mean, my parents, God love them. My mum and my nan really taught me the value of money and they taught me to like never have a credit card and never get in debt and never have anything on higher purchase. And I actually really do appreciate that. I'm so glad they gave me that gift. But they did have a scarcity mindset. My mum does still have a scarcity mindset. And so I can't talk about these dreams, these aspirations, these figures with these people. It's not the right people. So you need to surround yourself with people that you can talk about your goals and dreams with and talk real numbers and not be scared. Oh my goodness, that passed so quickly because I absolutely love talking about this topic. Honestly, it's something that I'm so passionate about because like I say, I am a single mum with three children and it's me running the show over here. So if I did not have money, life would be a lot harder for me and a lot of opportunities would not be available to me or my children. So it's something I'm really passionate about sharing as much as I can. If you're not following me on Instagram already, check out my Instagram. I'm at Francesca Amber, at Law of Attraction Changed My Life. I have a lot of stuff about manifested money over there. But if you want to know more, there's a couple of things you can do. So the three-week Wired for Wealth workshop is on my website you can do it over a longer time frame if you want. Three weeks is just advised and it's super fun to do. It is not a boring, lengthy workshop. It is fun. You're going to feel excited by the end of it. Like You're going to feel so fucking excited for your future wealthy, rich bitch self. You can also make yourself a little playlist. Make yourself a playlist of bougie songs. What about Jenny from the Block? What about Fergie Glamorous? What about is it 50 Cent, the money one? Oh, I don't fucking remember. There's so many songs out there to do with being a wealthy woman. I'm fucking here for it. And finally, something that I still do every night is I listen to wealth and success and abundance affirmations and subliminals. I play these overnight to get the most out of my theta brainwave state, which is as you go to sleep and as you wake up. And I flood my subconscious with positive messages that I am abundant and I can attract everything that I want and more. 
If you've enjoyed this podcast, please do let me know. You can rate, review and subscribe. They take mere seconds, yet they really help me out. And I will see you bitches next week. The law of attraction to change my life is going to change yours too. Bye. What up, bitches? It's no secret that reading has changed my goddamn life. I think it's incredible that people put their entire life's work, their teachings into a book that often costs less than £10. It's incredible to me. And I am so thankful to all of the authors that have helped me on my self-development journey. And, you know, I have the UK's biggest self-development book club. There's over 3,000 of us reading along each month. But maybe you're thinking, Fran, I ain't got time to read. Who do you think I am? Barbara Cartland? No, you are busy. You are girl bossing it. You are living your goddamn life. And I get that. I see that. I hear it and I value it. And that's where Audible can come in. If you find yourself only with the time to be able to listen to something, but to not sit and physically hold a book, maybe you have a physical job like um, cleaning or whatever, where you are using your hands, or maybe you're a crafter. And you want to be able to just listen to something and to learn on the go. Or maybe you're driving a lot and you're able to listen to a book, but you know, it's illegal to read a book and drive, bitches. Don't try it. Then Audible may be for you. I have a 30 day free trial that you can have a little go at and see if it's for you. You can download millions of books to your phone or to your laptop or whatever you fucking want and listen to it wherever you are. Um, So check it out. Um, I'll leave the link down below. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.